0: welcome in to 20th and Blake on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network I'm your host Drew Kreisman and we are talking Colorado Rockies baseball and Major League Baseball all the time here on the Mile High Sports Network. Hopefully you've got the subscribe thing going on your podcast app. Uh, This is just a couple of shows into it here. Still a new space. I know a lot of people have been listening to me for a long time, but since this is a new adventure here and there's some news in the CBA area, I figured that's what we would talk about today and we maybe take a step back here. Do a 35,000 foot view. For those of you who've been listening to me for a long time, I am going to repeat a few things here, but I think it's really important that we're all working from the same set of facts, from the same understanding about what's going on here, why it's going on, and what are the possible avenues for getting out of it and playing some baseball, right? So I'm going to focus on those three. Big questions because, sadly enough, I do think we're going to have plenty of time over the next couple of days and weeks to dive deeper into these details because I don't think that we're on the brink of a solution to the problem and I don't think that this is imminently about to end, especially with the news that we got today. But before getting into that, let's take a big step back and understand exactly what this is. The first thing that I think is really important that I maybe have not made a big enough deal about as all of this is going on is remembering what this is and also what this isn't. This is not a strike. These are very important distinctions, right? This is a lockout. So in 94, the players went on strike, right? The way you you can in any other industry. Those who live out here in Colorado probably remember because it was very recent here. The the King Supers, the grocery store workers, went on strike, Right, because they weren't getting paid well enough, because they weren't getting their benefits. And ultimately, after a while, King Super's had to concede and give in to some of their demands. Because ultimately, right, you can't run a business if the people that you're paying to run that business on a day-to-day basis don't feel like they're being taken care of. But in Major League Baseball, while that dynamic may be similar it needs to be understood that this is a lockout. The owners have locked the players out. They have decided to set the groundwork and make their demands. Now, all the players have once being locked out is their labor, right? In other words, the only bit of leverage that the players have whatsoever is to say, well, if you don't treat us right, we're not going to just go out there and play baseball for you because your league can't operate without baseball players. You need them to play baseball. And the owners have basically said, well, we'll only agree to that under these very strict, very, quite frankly, draconian set of circumstances. Essentially, the owners get to continue to keep a massively disproportionate amount of The pie that is created by you, the fan, right? Every time you buy a jersey, a ticket, an overpriced beer, any of that stuff, basically we are all collectively creating this pie, right? Resources, money, investments, and resources. We are the ones creating that and we're creating it either way. The pie, as it were, exists, right? So sometimes when I see fans arguing about this, I I think they tend to forget that part of like, oh, well, maybe some of that pie should go to teachers or firefighters or police officers. And I'm like, that would be great, but that's not on the table. That's not the conversation that we're having here, right? The entire fight is about how to divvy up that pie that exists for people who work in Major League Baseball. That's it. You and I have, have created the pie by buying tickets and beers and jerseys and all of those things. And so the question is, should the owners be allowed to just take 90, 95, 99% of the 100% of the pie? How much should the owners get and how much should the players get? That's the question in front of us. And a lot of this other stuff about, well, the players make X amount of money, so it doesn't matter how much of the pie they get. If they've earned, if, if their labor is creating half the pie, then they deserve half the pie. That's my, you know, have I overextended the analogy yet? I think it really works for us here, right? Because again, this conversation can sometimes feel overly complicated and Major League Baseball does that themselves on purpose and the uber wealthy class do that themselves on purpose. The owners want you to feel like this is somehow a battle between millionaires and billionaires and that these players who were asking for more are being greedy, but understand that what they're asking for more of is, a, again, a pie, a pool of resources that they have helped to create that exists already that the owners are just taking from them, right? That's it. And all the owners have to do in order to put an end to this entire thing, and there's there's a lot of little things that need to be negotiated. Well, anytime there's a new collective bargaining agreement, there's all kinds of little details that do need to get hashed out. And we've heard things about the universal DH and compensatory draft picks and expanding the postseason. And as much as I'm actually more interested in those questions and how the league is going to come out of this looking a little bit different, and and it will, and that's what's going to affect the fans the most, none of those are the holdups. All of that can be hashed out. Quite frankly, all of that can be hashed out in an afternoon between the owners and the MLB Players Association, it really can. The rest of this is about, it's about that damn pie. It's about how they split up the resources. Again, I'm sorry for those of you who are hearing me repeat myself, but this is worth remembering for everybody out there. Not to get swept up in the huge contracts that make you think baseball players are all multimillionaires living this life of luxury. There are absolutely several of them who are, but the majority of baseball players are not. So the average Major League Baseball salary is about $4.5 million, which, of course, way more than any of us are ever going to make. Sounds pretty awesome, right? But, of course, that's heavily influenced by the players who are making 30 to $40 million a year, and there's only a handful of those guys. Most players, in fact, the median income for a Major League Baseball player. So the more average, typical, what you're going to find if you were to just grab a a Major League Baseball player at random, they're much more likely to be making just over a million dollars a year. And I I hear a lot of people going, that's still way more money. And, you know, you can factor in that, you know, 40 to 50% of that also goes to agents and taxes and all of these other things that players have to pay out. But it is worth remembering that these guys aren't swimming in money the way that you think they might be. And it's also worth remembering that a billion dollars is so insanely more money. It's so much more money than a million. Those things aren't even close to each other. Everyone listening to this is closer to making what the average Major League Baseball player makes than the average Major League Baseball player is to making what the average Major League Baseball owner makes, right? You're closer to being Charlie Blackman in terms of your finances than Charlie Blackman is to being Dick Montfort in terms of his finances. Understand that. And so what is happening? A lockout, not a strike, a lockout where the owners are saying, we will only let you back in, we will only let you play if you agree to our terms, one of which continues to be, and this is kind of the big talking point this morning, that minor league players make next to nothing. So it's one thing to talk about an average of four and a half million or a median of just over a million for major league players. But what people forget is that the CBA isn't just about major league baseball players. It's about the entire apparatus, the entire operation, which includes hundreds of of minor league baseball players. And if you didn't get a big signing bonus out of high school or college, most of these guys, and this is like one of the dirty secrets of baseball that not a lot of fans out there necessarily realize, and there's some really damning statistics on this. These guys, you know, I was just doing a second ago, we all make closer to Charlie Blackman. If you're listening to this right now and you have what you consider to be a decent and comfortable job that allows you to pay all of your bills and provide for a family then you're probably making more than the average minor league baseball player. And the average minor league baseball players is also expected to pay for their own travel and their own food and to keep themselves in peak physical condition, all on the promise that maybe one day they'll be able to make, make big bucks if they get to the big leagues. But most of them don't. Most minor league baseball players never get to the big leagues. And you can't make minor league baseball a career. I'm certain of this. I've talked to a lot of guys who've tried and a lot of guys who had to retire at age 27 or 28 go out in the world and with not a whole lot of expertise or job training and anything else have to find a new career because baseball doesn't take care of them despite the fact that they have this enormous pie of resources that we all have contributed to. They can't pay these people who are the future of their game, who are the depth of their game, who are the backbone of their game, and they refuse to pay them. They would rather, as was reported, pay somebody $775 an hour to argue against minor leaguers in court than just pay minor leaguers $775 a week. And this is the thing that needs to be said over and over again. It should be the rallying cry for the people who really care about this. The owners can afford it. They can afford to pay minor league players a livable wage. They can afford to pay major league players a fair wage. They can afford to put more resources into their stadiums and into their fan bases, and they don't do it. Because they've gotten away with not doing it for so long. They've just gotten away with setting the rules, having all of the power, having all of the leverage, holding all of the the best cards, right, if this was poker, and not being forced into a fairer situation. But understand that at the end of the day, no one's asking for ballplayers to take money out of the pocketbooks of teachers or firefighters or any of that stuff. The question is just, should the owners get to keep all of it and buy more yachts and more off-season account or off-season, offshore accounts and have fifth, sixth, and seventh homes and be able to corner markets and make them not fair and free? Or should those resources go to the laborers who created it. The people who really do the hard work every single day of making baseball what it is. The hundreds of guys out there who play the game. And so for me, you know, and this is, and I asked this question, getting into the why, as (laughs) I kind of have here, I asked this question on Twitter today. Think of it this way. What if your boss came to you and said, I'm locking you out. You can't, you can't work here anymore and I'm not going to pay you a paycheck until you agree to a set of rules, right? And one of those rules is that nobody underneath your position, in other words, no up-and-comers in your field, right, are allowed to make a livable wage. Now, those people don't have a voice in the room. The minor leaguers are not represented here. They should theoretically be, and I'm sure on some level, there are members of the MLBPA who are in that room saying, I remember what it was like to be a minor leaguer, and we have to represent those guys too. But quite frankly, they don't have to. And I had somebody respond to me, and you know, I, I understand. I disagree with this perspective, but I understand. Somebody on Twitter said "You know, if it was the difference between me feeding my family or not then yes, I would agree to the owner's terms and I would get back to my job. And I thought, you know, I understand that because we live in a world where you got to take care of you and yours and how much can you really care about trying to take care of everybody else? But I am a take care of everybody else person. I believe that you can't expect others to do it for you. I, I think that, you know, the whole as trite as it may sound, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, right? If we all continue to just point the finger and say, well, no, somebody else has to do the right thing, but I don't have to do the right thing. I can't get into that. For me, I would never be okay with that situation. And that's where the owners have put the players today, is basically saying, okay, we'll give you a little bit of what you want, but you have got to screw over the next generation who's already in an unfair position by not even really having a voice in the conversation at all. Now, of course, the difference here between, you know, my analogy of what would you do with your boss and what would they do with theirs is what that person said to me. If it was the difference between me and feeding my family, you know, then I, I would do what it took and I, and I wouldn't have too much thought about what happens to the next generation but of course, in this situation, that's not what we're talking about, is it? The, the truth is, as much as I defend that the players don't have as much money as people think they do, they have money. Most of them are not on the brink of utter collapse if they don't get their next couple of paychecks, right? Minor leaguers are. Minor leaguers are screwed. They're, they're living like us. I'm telling you, folks, you might think, well, they're baseball, they're professional baseball players, don't they? No. They're a minor leaguer. They're living paycheck to paycheck just like the rest of us. Again, unless they got that signing bonus. And so what do you do? Because you're really your ability to feed your family and your ability to make a career are not on the line. And a lot of these guys can miss a month or two. Now the fans are going to be pissed as hell. But is that worth screwing over hundreds of minor league baseball players, paying them less than a livable wage, continuing what is really like bordering on a humanitarian issue like this? This has come up in Congress. It's bad. They are taking advantage of people. And I say this as somebody who has done independent work for most of my life. I've been an independent musician. I'm technically a contractor now, right? Do not work for free. Exposure, and this is the thing that the owners came out and said today, right? It's like, well, and this is always the argument. Well, these these minor league players, they're getting training and they're getting exposure as if that means that they don't have bills to pay and mouths to feed. I did that for years as an independent musician. Play for exposure. That does not work. (laughs) No such thing. You can't pay your bills with exposure or opportunity. You have to pay your bills. with Cold hard cash. And why these incredibly wealthy people. Think they are entitled to our free labor. Is something that is just beyond. <laughs> it's a whole other conversation that gets beyond the world of baseball. That we don't have time to get into here. But. This is the side. This is why I am so... I I don't claim to be like some sort of neutral in-between because that's nonsense. There is no neutral in-between position here. If anyone claiming to be neutral is on the side of the owners because that's what they want is nobody making a fuss out of the fact that it's unfair, it's been unfair, and quite frankly, it's going to continue to be unfair even if the players get everything that they asked for if the players get absolutely everything that they have asked for, the pie is still demonstrably in favor of the owners. They still get way more of the pie, set way more of the rules, have way more leverage, have way more power. So these pushbacks and this argument that minor league players should just be happy for the chance when they know that one, these guys are way underpaid. Two, they can absolutely afford to pay them. And three, most of them aren't ever going to get to their big payday. It's a pipe dream. No one's labor should be stolen. And what the owners are doing is basically saying, because we own the league and the teams, we decide. And if that means that some people are basically working for us for free, despite the fact that more than most owners of companies, we can afford to pay them, we're just not going to because no one's going to make us. The only people who can make them are Major League Baseball players standing steadfast and saying, no, we do not consent to this. So I hope and full-on suspect that the MLBPA will loudly reject this most recent offer because it's ridiculous. And I hope that the people out there whose position is, I just want baseball back, start diving into these details. Because if you want baseball back... You should want the people who actually make baseball go to be taken care of, right? This isn't gladiatorial Rome or any other circumstance where you could talk about essentially, you know, plenty of comic books over the years where you force the people to entertain you. No, let's pay them a fair wage, let's give them fair opportunities to make what they're worth. And let's make sure that the people training to be the next generation are taken care of. Don't have to be scrounging. Because nobody who works as hard as these guys do should have to wonder whether or not they can afford their next meal or rent payment. When their bosses are swimming in money that they arguably didn't even earn. It was earned by the workers. So yeah, let's not just completely screw minor leaguers who get the worst end of every one of these deals anyway. And they're going to, no matter how it comes out, they're going to get the worst end of it. But that's, you know, I understand people who have a hard time feeling sorry for Major League Baseball players. I disagree. and, And I try to, again, talk about, it's not about the ultimate dollar amount. It's about fairness and labor practices. But this minor league stuff, hone in on that. Because that, those guys aren't millionaires. Are not. They're they're not. They're like you and me. Minor league baseball players are just like you and me, working their ass off, living paycheck to paycheck. Why should their bosses, who have literally billions and billions of dollars, not be forced to pay them a fair and livable wage? That's the question I leave open for the rest of the day for everyone out there to consider. Uh, you know I. I, uh, I I think I've made my position here pretty clear. Uh, if there if there's pushback on it, if there really are people out there who you, you know who feel differently, I, I want to hear your opinions. I want to hear them on Twitter. Hit me up at Drew Kreisman on Twitter. Uh, any other place you can find me, I'm always down to answer questions. But I was I wasn't shocked that the owners came out and did this so brazenly. But uh, again, it's another reminder. Back a couple of weeks ago when Dick Monfort was complaining about how they don't make any money, they all think that way. They're all stuck in this weird, like if we're not making money hand over fist, then we're losing money and we can't share it with anybody. And we won't even open our books so that the public can see how much money we're making because if they did, they'd be that much more irate about how we're not paying our employees fairly. Simple as that. So I do want to hear what everyone else out there has to think. I promise we can dive deeper into some of these details in the future as the back and forth continues between the players and owners. As I said earlier, I don't think that we're going to get to the season on time. We're definitely not going to start spring training on time, but I do think we're going to have a season, the bulk of one ultimately. And yeah, It's going to be frustrating for everybody out there, but hold on. We'll get back to talking about the Colorado Rockies roster and all those good fun breakdowns before too long as well. In the meantime, unfortunately, it's going to be a lot of this crap, (laughs) but we'll get through it. We'll all get through it together. We will preserve as baseball fans. And hopefully, hopefully, baseball can come out of the other side of this in a much healthier position and in a way that's much more palatable for the fans. I think there's a small chance of that happening. <laughs> so let's let's be hopeful for that. All right. Thank you all for listening in to this episode of 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. Make sure that you've got it subscribed on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you're checking out all of my written content at Mile High Sports as well. Got an article up about the Rockies starting pitching right now. Going to go into the outfield next, sort of go. You know, element by element through the team and grade them all out and give you my sense of where they're at now, despite the fact that some of this is still obviously going to change before the season starts. So make sure you're getting all the written coverage there and, of course, all of the other sports that are covered for you right there at MileHighSports.com. Appreciate you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. You know that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.